0: Hello, witches. This is Kara Kovacs, and this is Business Witch. As a third-generation witch, at least, and a business and life coach for mission-driven entrepreneurs and leaders, I teach you how to make money and magic as liberatory practices because when we know, seek, and embrace our full potential, we create a better world for everyone. Here you'll find tools, conversations, spells, and inspiration that take you from waiting to creating so you can build the business and life you're oh so worthy and capable of having. Let's go. Hello, witches. And we are back with two very special friends of mine. They have been clients now for, God, I don't know. Is it two years? Is it three years? I really... Couldn't tell. (laughs) It's been at least one Saturn cycle. Um, And for the past year, they have been my first ever apprentices. So I was inspired to create an apprenticeship because I wanted to take a more direct hand in people's businesses. This was around the time I also started doing partnership models where I coach people in exchange for equity. So I just really like being very personally connected to your businesses and your journey and all up in what you're doing and knowing all about it. That's the kind of coach that I am in my one-on-one practice. And these are the first two people I got to go on that journey with. So it's very, very special to me. And it is my pleasure to introduce you to Bianca and Erica. Say hi, friends. and then. um i'm gonna go with whose birthday is next to introduce themselves first so erica tell us about yourself you've been doing that a lot lately (laughs) oh did i say that also in our group call whoever's birthday is next goes first i promise to stop doing that that's annoying
1: (laughs) no it's fine you know i always have a lot to say so it's okay um just introduction you said yeah tell us about yourself what you do your work in the world is so, my name's Erica. I'm a life coach. I'm also a registered nurse. I like to say I guide women into their confident and empowered era. And a lot of that has to do with challenging your mindset, challenging your belief systems, really understanding the habits that you're engaging in and understanding why. And for most people, what most people don't understand is that the way we operate in this world and kind of the way we think has been conditioned a lot by the patriarchy, by our family by our friends. We're so worried about what other people think. So within my work, we really get down to the granular level and find out who you truly are and how you want to show up in life and really dissect all the thought patterns that are keeping you stuck. Mm-hmm. Empress of authenticity. Yes.
0: I love that. Thank <laughs> you. And for the, anybody who's like where the Empress come from, Anybody who works with me gets like a highest self archetype. And we do all of their sessions as like Empress of Authenticity, Goddess of Empowerment, whatever. But I'm feeling like a a calling to the branding of Empress of Authenticity. That's what I felt when you said that, if you'd like to take it.
1: (laughs) No, I love it. And also like that really is reflective of what I stand for. I truly believe that everyone should be showing up in their authenticity. I think there's power in that, there's magic in that. We each have so much to learn from each other and we're really doing ourselves a disservice when we try to fit ourselves into a box or into a mold that just isn't us because that's not what the world needs. The world needs you. For sure, thank you for sharing that. And now I'm gonna kick it
0: over to the priestess. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yes, Um, my name is Bianca and I coach women, uh, mostly women, and we work on understanding their truest desires, like what they really want to create out of their lives. And we do so by taking a look at like what has been working in their lives and what hasn't been working in their lives and using that to form new beliefs that create, you know, the dream job or the opportunity that allows them to be with their family more or understanding, you know, how to be confident in spaces that they previously felt like quiet and shy and insecure and learning to translate some of those feelings into a guidebook or a way of navigating their lives without labeling it as like good or bad that just becomes like, you know, a compass to their authentic selves and their, their desires that, you know, create a better world. So we think of like, or I think of life coaching as like an opportunity to create the change that you want to see by encouraging people to, to be their natural selves. So That's what I would say that I do. I love that you say that. I love that you say that because I think that that's such an example of what you stand for as a person, like what you were literally talking about in terms of like inviting people to take up space where they previously might've been reserved, inviting people to create space in their schedules where they previously felt inhibited feels really reflective of a lot of the work that we've done together. And I think it's a really beautiful mirror for the fact that we teach our clients things that we probably have personally struggled with so that we can cultivate self-mastery from that space of self-mastery. We like pass on the gift and that, and when you say like, oh, that changes the world. Yeah, that's exactly how we change the world. Like one person wakes up to something that isn't working they recognize it, they say, I'm going to be brave enough to do it a little bit differently, even if people are like flabbergasted or confused or angry about that choice. And then you stand strong in it and you become the example for other people who also would like to do the same. And I mean, that's how we change everything. (laughs) Yeah, I think that it's that understanding of like, it's okay for me to be different than the people I've been surrounding myself with. And, you know, I think it's that fear of like, I'm going to be ostracized or kicked out or not accepted or like whatever fear is, is holding them back. But once they've accepted that, you know, they are interested in whatever that different thing is, that it gives permission to like all the people around them that they surround themselves with to like, also be different and share and it brings you closer to people or it like makes room for people that think like that for you to surround yourself with so you just benefit either way Mm. I'm also thinking too about like the group of people that y'all formed after being in uh, the first round of my business coaching program like that you're both being a stand for full-time weirdos can you tell everyone what full-time weirdos is So we all met through Kara. We're a group of her past clients that met at a retreat or in the group programs. And it felt like siblings. Like it literally felt like we all like are related in a way now. And we all have like a common mom and we get to share like these stories of our experiences with mom and like how we've grown like since working and We've created our own separate group chat. We follow up with each other, we root each other on. And now we created, two of them created a podcast that invites each one of us on to share our stories. And it just keeps the fire going from all the work that we've done and everyone's on the same journey. So it's like that family that will always support you and always like keep rooting for you no matter where you're going. I love full-time weirdos. I mean, we'll have to link the podcast in the show notes so people can go check them out as well i think that was the latest interview
1: you were were. here yeah (laughs) you were
0: i have to catch that episode erica were you gonna say something
1: i was just sitting here thinking like how in society there's such a negative like stigma around the word weirdo and i really love how they made that into something to be like really fucking proud of because i know like for myself like as I've done a lot of my own work, I've kind of claimed the fact that I'm weird, that I'm different, that I'm a little like edgy and I think in a different way. But I'm actually really proud of that because I think that being a weirdo means that you're thinking outside the box. You're not thinking in a traditional mindset and you're challenging a lot of norms, which I think needs to happen. So I love that they did that.
0: Yeah, I love to the idea that like, everybody is still hanging out. And it's been two years since the first round of the program, a year since the second round. Of the I think that that's unique. I mean, I've definitely met friends that I still have from programs that I've been in, but I just love that all of you are still in a community. And let this be a little ad. If you join my space, you make friends that you keep forever. And they're all weird. <laughs> in yeah, the best, best ways. Yeah, they're like, I would say they're my coolest friends (laughs) that's so sweet so we can shift i mean i could talk about being weird all day while you guys were saying while you were saying one more thing i do want to say about being weird is i feel like we were all weird in middle school and high school and it was the thing about us that we wanted to hide the most yes and one of the biggest joys for me personally about adulthood is just like becoming progressively more weird And if you think about, like, the older people, the elders in your life that you are super reverent of, the thing that is, like, most amazing about them is that they give literally no fucks and they don't care who disagrees with their opinion. (laughs) And they, like, don't care if people think, like, what they're wearing or what they're saying or how they're eating or how they're moving the world is, like, offensive. They're just like, this is me. And one of the things that I prize in the space of you know my community is like the witchy people the astrology loving people the radical people the people who are like living on the fringes like it's very Aquarian it's very alien it's very like it's a vibe and it's like that's the only room I want to be in because it's the room that you get to be yourself in yeah 100 percent it's all of that like The reason we're creating change is because we're open to being weird and talking about being weird. And it just it ties everything we've said together so nicely. It's like trust the weird, trust the uncomfortable and know that like you're probably not the first person to break through that. But in your circle, in your area, you probably are. But there are people that you can you can find to support you.
1: And just piggybacking off of that, I think you know, what you said B is like the more that you show up in your authenticity, the more that those people that are meant for you are going to be able to recognize and see you. If you're walking around and pretending to be someone else, like those people don't know that you're their people. Yeah.
0: The only way that you find the people you want to hang out with. And I think too, in in online entrepreneurship, it feel like a little bit lonely or isolating. Like even here in LA, this is like a mecca for coaches and healers and like, I definitely have a lot of astrology friends, but I don't feel like I have too, too many coach friends. And the spaces that generally you connect to people who are doing that work, who want to cheer you on, who want to collaborate, who want to hold you up when things feel hard or feel scary uh, are the people that you meet in those kinds of spaces and places. And so I'm just really glad that y'all found each other and showed up in the same outfit every single day. I know, we're like kids. <laughs> it's like you guys didn't know each other. You have the same Orange
1: French manicure. Literally. <laughs> the same exact manicure. The synchronicity, <laughs> we're honestly out of control. <laughs>
0: and then we paired up for the we stayed together at the retreat and we've been like inseparable ever since. But that's another story. <laughs> You can follow them both. and Their Instagrams will be linked to the in the show notes. You can follow them both and ask if you want to hear more. But let's talk about your businesses and like why it is that you love coaching and what like what brought you into one deciding you wanted to take a risk, take a bet on building a business, and two, what is it that you love and feel so inspired by and care about so much? I see Bianca t- denoting what I'm saying. I love. I love you. <laughs> I won't remember. <laughs> No, it's my fault. I don't even remember what question was I asking. Why did I ask you two questions at once? No, I do I'm I'm bullshitting you. And I do see how you would need to take notes on what I was saying. So first question was like, what made you decide to bet on yourself in an entrepreneurial path? And two, why coaching is the path?
1: So what made me decide to bet on myself? I mean First off, like it was a bit of a struggle. Kara had to talk me through uh, quite a few phone calls um, (laughs) because there was a lot of mindset work I had to move through. Investing in yourself at that capacity is really fucking terrifying because you're worried, am I going to add up? Are the results going to be there? Is the value going to be worth it? And you really have to dig deep and have this like strong sense of like self-trust like no i'm gonna be able to do this i'm gonna be able to prove to myself that i can do this i think that's really what it ultimately came down to is i thought like if i'm gonna invest in anything in this patriarchal capitalistic society it's gonna be me because i'm the gift that's gonna be there through everything i'm the person i'm the anchor so That's what made me really want to bet on myself and to invest in this specific um, coaching container. And why did I choose coaching as a path? I'm going to be completely honest with you. I had no idea that coaching even existed up until about four years ago. I was going through a pretty rough time in my life. I'd always been on a healing journey. I'd been in therapy for over a decade. I was always reading tons of books, but I didn't know that coaching existed. I'd never been told about it. And divinely, a coach landed in my path that really kind of catapulted me out of a lot of mindset stuff. And then I really started digging in. I stumbled across Kara. I started finding this like group, this community online of Coaches and because coaching changed me so much and because I was in an industry of nursing where I entered that industry because I wanted to help people because I was so passionate about helping people I wasn't able to help people in the way I wanted to anymore because of the way healthcare is designed which is a whole nother topic it made me think oh shit this is a way that I can help people. This is a way that I can truly give people information and knowledge that can transform their life, whether that's on the physical plane, the mental plane, the spiritual plane. It like encompasses everything. So for the past three years, I've really just been working hard at my skill set, practicing, investing in myself, putting myself out there, working on my own healing journey, so that i can meet people at a deep level because i've done the work myself beautiful
0: and i you really are such a stand for like that invitation to rise and that invitation to be in self trust
1: how how does it feel to like name and claim that you know I posted this on my Instagram the other day. It was the first time in about six months that I really sat down in like complete silence and thought about how far I've come over the past three years. I'm like gonna get teary-eyed right now talking about it because it really is such a magical gift to give yourself, to know that like I'm unshakable. Like I've gone through so much i've been the anchor every single time i've shown up i've proven to myself being an entrepreneur is one of the bravest things you can do putting yourself out there online talking about something that isn't so mainstream that's a little woo woo a little witchy a little weird it takes a lot of gusto and like when you show up and you do that like something shifts inside of you that's like I got my own back like I know that for a fact like I'm confident I'm empowered and like I'm I'm rooted in that power which is something is the value of that it never runs out it's going to be with me this entire lifetime it's never it's never going to dissipate
0: talk about a return on your investment yeah (laughs) thank you for sharing that Bianca, what about you? The really good thing I wrote down those questions. <laughs> I literally <laughs> actually don't remember them now. But why did I bet on myself and why coaching? <laughs> well, so the reason I bet on myself and my business all has to do with the guidance and mentorship I've gotten through the past, I don't even know. It's that number that we couldn't quantify before. Three years that I've been working with you, Kara. Um, but my story of like how I got to coaching started with, I was in corporate America, my nine to five job. I, you know, tried to follow my passions of working with animals, which took me to Texas and took me back. And, you know, I, I tried a lot of different careers and I got stuck in this marketing career and I broke my ankle three years ago. And when I broke my ankle, I realized that I just was not on the right path for me. Like I wasn't, feeling passionate about my work and I wasn't getting what I wanted out of life. And I got an email from you actually when I was at PT and I don't even know, I think I found you through like Jackie Cantwell and through like Sound Bowls and had followed your astrology, but I was getting your emails and I got one and it was like how you transitioned careers from like being an assistant and falling in the streets and then being like, I'm sick of this shit. I just don't want to do it anymore. And I was like, oh my God, that's what's happening to me. Like, I just don't want to do this anymore. And so I started like following your programs and I like learned about coaching through a different coach actually. I was hired, I hired her for body image and because I was gaining weight from breaking my ankle, my thoughts were very toxic about my body. And so I did it to like change my relationship with food. But the thing about coaching is it's very holistic. So you can't just coach on food and and expect to be like feeling better about it. You have to coach about the reasons why you're turning to food and everything else that goes into making a decision. And so coaching just naturally became what I did to to heal all my relationships with my job, with my food, uh, with people with friends with even I fell in love after I started getting coached um and you know my whole life 360 so I went from you know working in corporate america to like to having my own schedule working from home thank you covid i know it's not the best but it brought us a chance to examine our daily lives and realize what wasn't working. And so I wanted to be home. I wanted to work for myself. I wanted to share the gift of transformation, just like most coaches usually say, it's like when something changes your life so phenomenally, you like have to give that gift to other people. Um, So coaching was just like the natural next thing. I was also doing yoga teacher training, doing Reiki certification, getting my Akashic records. Like I was going woo-woo school 101. With all things woo-woo finding spirituality. Like before this, I was an atheist. I believed in nothing. I had no spiritual connection. And so it, it was literally like Bianca is a new girl. What is she gonna do with this new life? And, you know, found you, found your programs, found coaching to an elevated level and wanted wanted to share that with the world. So I created my own business, got some clients, realized I could do this thing, and now you know, loving every minute of it as I figure out a safe way for my nervous system to completely shift from one industry to the next, because I still have ties to my previous self and my previous roles. And I think one thing while we were talking about weirdos, it made me think of like how this industry is so new and how we're defining like what it means to be a coach, each one of us individually. And that can be really scary. It can be really hard to you know, convince yourself that you're going to make enough money to support yourself in this really expensive society. <laughs> and so it's it's been scary to take the leap to entrepreneurship and you need to have a lot of guts and you need to have a lot of support and people in your circle. And when the time comes that I go full-time coach, you know, I'm sure I'll have all those systems in place, but maybe I'll never have it figured out and I'll always be coaching and... Teaching yoga and sharing marketing techniques. Who knows? (laughs) I mean, those things go together really well. (laughs) They do. (laughs) I'm like, oh, and how to start a farm. (laughs) (laughs) Bianca just got a box of ducklings. In the mail. In the mail. How How are they doing? Everybody's good. They've grown like six times the amount since I got them. They're huge. But we're only like a fifth of the way through living in the house. So I don't know how big they're gonna get. <laughs> oh my God. And for everybody listening who's like, wait, what? Yeah, we're talking about baby ducks. Baby ducks. Yes. I have <laughs> 10. Ten baby ducklings. Bianca <laughs> oh, no. has a farm. 15 <laughs> babies. <laughs> oh my God. But in horse stables and oh my like you're still you're still doing all of your beautiful work with animals, even though it's not in the way maybe you imagined you were going to. But I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to digress too much from what you said cuz I think there's two really important points I want to make related to both of your businesses and I think in service to people listening and also in service of um, taking accountability myself by the time that your episode comes out. You guys it, it hasn't been published yet, but I recorded a very spicy podcast episode that comes out in a couple of days. So by the time y'all episode airs people will have heard that and it's really me taking accountability for ways in which I feel like I was taught things that I passed on that I no longer feel resonant with and like no longer feel supportive for my clients and the and like both of you have been with me for the the major arc of my career like you both signed up working with me in my first six figure year like you both have been with me for a while and, I think one of the things that I was teaching to both of you back then that we've been on a journey together is like, how do you make this a full-time thing without like fully betting on it? And there was like a lot of talk in our coaching containers and in the first round of C of like, if you don't have the time or the bandwidth to fully dedicate to your business, it's not going to happen. And I think what I've seen both of you do in the last year and a half two years or so is to create a plan that actually allows you to transition your businesses from you had a full time career that was draining your life force that like was not sustainable, like could not have you can't birth a full time coaching practice working the kinds of hours that y'all were both working and being able to get creative about transitioning it into something that could be something else that like supplemented your income, but also helped you regulate your nervous system. And I think like a kind of like a, I don't know if misnomer is the right word because I'm not sure I'm using it correctly, but I think a misnomer in the coaching industry is that we tell people like they have to be all in and they have to be able to commit to building this as a full-time thing. And if your nervous system becomes dysregulated to the point that you feel so unsafe that you're not going to show up for your business and if you don't come up from a position of privilege where you have like a big pool of seed funding to, you know, ensure that you can build those systems without cash flow, it actually is not going to be supportive for people to go all in on their businesses with no game plan for supplemental income. So I love what you brought up about this idea of transitioning over because I think what I've really specialized now in the last year and a half or so in helping people do is, is the empowered choice. Like We hear a lot of talk in the industry that like if you are supplementing or you are not 100% focused on your business, you're not 100% committed. And that's not true. That's toxic capitalism bullshit. What is true is like, If you are smart enough to be an entrepreneur, you are smart enough to get a side job. And if that side job can fund your basic income, it is an act of love for your business to have that so that you have the bandwidth to build the thing. Um, So I really love that you brought that up because I think it's a way in which I've changed my philosophy and I've coached you differently over the course of the time we've been working together. Any thoughts or advice you want to share with people about transitioning from a full-time job to creating a way to grow your business while still working? Yeah, I think for me, the the best permission slip I was given was like, you don't need to spend like every hour of every day on your business for it to grow. Like, in fact, hands-off works better than hands-on, I find with coaching. So the less I focus on like, this needs to work and the more I just look at like, How can I start to shift these other things so that I can use my coach brain more often like and just getting really creative with, you know, the work that is bringing in the money and like being honest with the work that's bringing in the money that has been like the best tool is like living authentically and telling my work like, listen, I work for you full time, but I also want to be a coach. I don't want to move up the ladder here. I have another business. And I'm gonna you know, keep working for you full time, producing the work you need, but I wanna also work on my business. So how can we make that work? And like that honesty just like catapulted the opportunity into like now I work a full time job, but I only spend 15 to 20 hours on it. The rest is dedicated to my coaching practice. So honesty. Anything you wanna add, Erica?
1: Yeah, I was just sitting here thinking. For me, the first thing that came to my mind was like creativity, cannot, like, exist when you're in a dysregulated nervous state. So, like, the best gift, like, you could give to yourself is to create a safety net where you are able to create enough income to, you know, live your life, make ends meet, and then have enough time and space to also be creative within your business. And the other thing that came up for me was... The energy around that, like when we show up in the energy of service because we're excited about this work and we've created time and space and we want to help people and we want to deliver the message is very different from like, oh, my God, I really need clients to sign up today because I need to pay my bills because I haven't been working my regular job like that energy is very different. So for me, it came down to creating and I think these these are your words, like safety net. You were like, how can we create a safety net where I was like, okay, my bills are accounted for. Maybe I'm not making the money that I want to be making yet, but that's okay because I'm going to. I'm creating enough space and time for me to put my excess energy and time into something that I'm passionate about. And that fulfills my life with purpose and that this world needs. That's it's like a very different energy. And I think A lot of coaches myself included what was like definitely making that mistake like i was depending on my coaching business straight from the jump to supply my income and when it doesn't then you get in your mind and you start feeling shitty about yourself and you start feeling like maybe i'm not good at this and then that impacts you showing up for your business so i think creating that safety net allowing yourself to have a part-time job allowing yourself to maybe cut back a little bit at work but creating that space and time is just so important Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you both for sharing that. I think that's so valuable for people to hear. I think it's really in service to like, I also have clients who they had a dip in their business and they picked up a part-time job and that was really in service to them being able to sell from a regulated place. Because when we are trying to use our businesses for self-validation, uh, for, you know, like Y- y'all know and everybody listening knows like I fucking love money. I want to make a lot of money I want to buy my mom's house like I want to Get weekly facials from this woman. Sora if you're in la hit her up. She does the best facials like I I she's so good Anyway, I like those are things that I want And that's great. But like my business maybe the, maybe the method like maybe the um, conduit through which I bring forth material resources, but I also am not reliant on my business for showing me that I'm safe and that I'm okay and that it's working because I run a service-based business. My clients are the purpose of my business. Like, And, and honestly, I think that one of the biggest changes for me, and I think that this will be really helpful for people listening as well and for a lot of my clients too, because y'all inspire the way that I think about this, when we are like, I got to hit the 10K months, I got to hit, now I want 20K months. Now I got to get my first multi six-figure year, whatever. When you're measuring impact that way, you are not thinking about like, what do my people need to hear? Like, what have I learned that has been so supportive to me that I feel most inspired to share about? And then simultaneously, I think people get stuck into like, how do I find clients? Can my clients afford this? Are they going to want to pay me? Are they going to want to like X, Y, Z, join my program, whatever. And it's like, all you're thinking about is how is my business going to make me feel safe? How am I going to make the money that I want to make? My people can't afford it. How do I find people that can afford it? And like all of those thoughts are the same as when you're dating, being like, everyone out there is an asshole. How am I going to find somebody? I went to that party and I looked beeline for the two people I was attracted to, decided they were jerks, went home and was pissed off. It's like that energy, but around your business. And, and also being like, I'll, be, I'll feel safe once I have a partner. I'll feel happy and complete once I have like an engagement ring on my finger. It's like, There's nothing outside of you that is creating your safety. Your business exists because, and you both just talked about it, you love coaching so much, you wanted to help people heal. You wanted to give people the tools and skills to change their life. Like My business exists because I want to see people starting their own businesses and being successful and having access to capital and being able to start social change movements that make the world a better place. Like My business is about you. Yes, it makes me enough money to get facials from Sora, but it's about you. And so when we're thinking about like, how do I make it make me feel safe or cover my expenses? I'm not thinking about you. And when you put your people at the center of your business, writing your sales copy is easier. Having an enrollment call is easier. Like People just come out of the woodwork because you can love money all you want. And yes, you both have paid me, But like our
1: work together is about you. It's not about you paying me. Yeah. And also like just piggybacking off of that, if you have money mindset issues and we all do because we're growing up in this patriarchal capitalistic society, it's really important for you to get to the root of those issues and kind of shift your mindset, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank, because if your mindset is not in a healthy space, you could have $60,000 in the bank and it, you still don't feel safe. And I'm speaking from personal experience here, okay? <laughs> like, you can have <laughs> tons of money in the bank and still feel like you're living paycheck to paycheck. So it's really important for you to, I think, challenge that mindset and realize that actually the money is just a number, it's just data. Mm-hmm. It's neutral too. Like,
0: yeah. yeah, the other thing I, you know, I wanna offer people, and I'd love to hear from both of you what how your thoughts and feelings of money have changed since joining a coaching container but one thing that i want to share with people too is this idea of like making decisions assuming like oh when i sign a client then i'll feel safe then i'll feel fine like once that money drops into my account i'll feel okay and like as somebody you know who is selling a higher cost I, and the higher cost is relative there are people who sell eighty five thousand dollars coaching packages but it costs 25 grand to work with me for a year and that is an investment it's a serious investment for people there are people who say yes like who say that they're going to pay that and then who a ghost or change their mind or d- drop out and it's like if i'm having such a high level of emotional activation to the promise of somebody saying yes and then it going away. Like I can't operate an integrity in my business. So having an over attachment to like one person enrolling or I'll sign somebody this month and then I'll feel safe for a few months. It's like that messes up the frequency of service. We wanna be so connected to like, how do I wanna serve my people? What do they need? And then when you think about that in a lifespan and the, the entire body of work that you're building that you're going to take you know with you for decades down the line into your career, like one person saying that they want in and then backing out is like not a make or break it amount of money. Like having a launch that you thought 10 people were going to sign up for and you didn't get the results that you wanted is not a make or break it amount of money. But when you're looking at your bank account in the present moment being like that money better fucking be in there so that I know that I can trust that this is going to work. It feels like a life changing amount of money. And then you can't run the launch or run the enrollment call from the place of service because you're like all up in your feelings. And most people are running their business that way and it's costing them a lot of fucking money. So with said, what have y'all learned about money? (laughs) I'll just I'll just go because I feel like my money stuff is, is a lot. And I was thinking so much while you were talking. I have had to change my relationship with money as one of those things that I mentioned that I immediately had to work on when deciding this, because, yeah, coaching can sound like a lot of money if you've never been coached before. Like my package is 5,000 for six months. And to some people that's like more than their mortgage or more than like their most expensive payment that they've ever made. And so it is relative, but it's also like because it's a new industry and a a new thing, like that amount of money can just really be triggering. And I think that there's the learning that I had to do even as I was paying the money, because I've always been someone that just like throws money at things because I I love to do that. I get like a thrill when I spend a lot of money and I've had to work with how to hold on to money. Like my problem has always been like I get money and then I like get rid of it as fast as I can. But that also was like this toxic relationship. And what I didn't see was how much I was using money temporarily to like numb what I was doing. Like I'd go out to drinks all the time and spend all my money on food and experiences. And it wasn't that I never had the money for coaching it was that I wasn't prioritizing like what I truly wanted like I never sat down and asked myself like what do you want life to look like and so I was I was spending money based on like my impulses and my immediate needs and like making sure that I felt like happy or joy um when I really wasn't happy after I ended up getting the things there was still like something missing and so what shifted was like understanding that money could also like be used to create like the dream version of myself or that highest self. And so once I shifted that view, I ended up wanting a different relationship with money. I wanted to understand what money was going out, what it was going to, how it was being used. Like, was it being used ethically? Was it being used to help people? Was it being used to just numb something that I was feeling. And then like when I started to have these expenses come up where I need to pay my coach, like it, it was it was at first I was like bouncing and the money wasn't there. And I like was getting all like shameful with myself for not being able to like pay these bills for something I agreed to and I wanted to do. And I I had to really sit down and be like, okay, well, what are you gonna do to make this work? Like you can make this work if you figure it out. And it was spending a little bit of time creating a spreadsheet, like really putting awareness on my money. I hired someone who helped me like get more comfortable with money specifically because there was so many stories that I had to work through. And now I feel confident that like, I will always make it work. Like there will always be a way, regardless of like if I have to drain the account or open the new credit card or what have you, Like. I am resourceful as hell and I'll figure out a way and I've never let myself down. Like the money's always found a way back. So I think it's just that self-trust and that, you know, understanding that there is help out there if you feel this like friction or you're not sure if you can make it work. Like, of course, we need our basic needs met. So this is all a conversation to be had after you are meeting those basic needs. But once those are met, like choosing yourself and prioritizing what matters. that was a rant. Thank you. (laughs) Do you feel uh, okay about me sharing like what happened when you cleaned up all your money stuff? Yeah. So we were working together and you were not meeting your payment deadlines and we had a very loving, you should like go look at that and reach back out if you want. Not like not, no, not no attachment, no bad blood. Just like, girl, like, I don't have this conversation more than once and I love you. And Bianca went, she did exactly what she said she just did. She hired someone to help her out. She came back, signed up for the apprenticeship and paid the entire thing early. So, all within the process of, I think it was like a six month time period. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea where that money was going to come from. And then it ended up being like, I crashed my car and got a check and like randomly, like it was enough to pay for your program at the exact moment that I needed to pay you for your program. And it was so there's some divine magic to it, too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> of course, sir. But I also love what you said about like you're resourceful as hell, because even right now, like this is a this is a real space. Like that's why you subscribe to this podcast to be in a real space like I have reinvested. Every single cent I've made this year back into my business, I have been operating at a net negative in my business for the first time ever in my business where I am like putting out more money than I am calling in. And because I have employees and because I have contractors that I've hired and I have my own coaching, like I am spending out of my savings right now. And I wanted to build this podcast and I wanted to build this course that I think is so foundational and really genuinely gonna help people. And I wanted to take it to the next level where I could have maintained a private practice and been in the mid six figure range. But when I calculated what it would look like to be somebody who was making seven figures, I knew that I needed to build the infrastructure to sustain that and that there was going to be an upfront investment for it. So right now, five years in 750K cash collected from my business later, I have the lowest number in my bank account currently that I have ever had since starting my business. And that's just the data. It's not bad, it's not wrong. It is it is like, there are feelings that maybe come with that that you take to your coach that you can get coached on. And like, I built something I'm so proud of that I can't wait to fucking share with y'all. It's so good. And I couldn't have done that if I hadn't hired a team to help me. And like, I know that I'm resourceful as hell Even if like I have obviously have a launch goal there, I want a certain number of people to join Business Witch, get on the waitlist, the links in the show notes. Obviously I have a goal. And even if I don't make it, like I'm still gonna make a million dollars, I'm gonna cross the million dollar mark this year because I'm resourceful as hell. I will build it somewhere else. I will relaunch the program many, many times because it is valuable and like people need it. And so the money is not in my account, dot, 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 yet. And when we operate from like, I can't go below this number, I can't, like, I can't afford, like, basically what we're saying is like, I'm unsafe. And when you feel unsafe, just like you were saying, Erica, like when you're dysregulated, you can't be creative. When you feel unsafe, like you can't invest in yourself. And investing in yourself, betting on yourself is the only way really to scale. It's using your resources to get somewhere. It's not spending money that you don't have. Um, And then knowing like you're your return on investment, you're your best return on investment. So with that being said, Erica, what do you have to say about money?
1: (laughs) That just made me think so many of my clients, like when they write testimonials at the end of our time together, they're always like, oh, I just, you know, I felt so called to you, but I was worried about the money. I thought it was going to be just like frivolous money spent. And then afterwards, they're just like, but I look around at my life and like everything that's changed and like the value is just it's huge. When it comes to my money, I mean, I have such a complex relationship with money. I'm a Taurus Sun, Taurus Rising, so I really love money. (laughs) But I also grew up in a capitalistic society. And I think for a very long time, I was operating under the mindset that my worth was very much attached to the amount of money that was in my bank account. And... That's like the society I was raised in. That's kind of like the home dynamic I was raised in. And that's no shame on my parents. They were also raised by parents who were just trying to get by as well. So they unfortunately passed that on to me. Um, I think the greatest gift I gave myself was looking at my finances, feeling the dysregulation happening within my body, and then sitting with that discomfort, and regulating it and reminding myself that it's all just neutral. It's all neutral and it's all data. And also the energy that I meet my money at now is very different. Like when I log into my bank account, Obviously, that's sh- slowly shifted over time. But now, I log into my bank account, I look at my numbers, and it's all just like, okay, it's like like Kara- like Kara's taught us like you're tending it with love. Like I'm just looking at the numbers. I'm like thinking about how I want to move things around, like what I want to create to create more money. Like it's the energy in which you show up to the money. Powerful. Thank you both for sharing
0: that. I know that's like it's a I think a really vulnerable thing for most people to be like, yeah, I had some work to do there
1: and this is what I did. And I just want to say one thing, and this may be a little edgy for some people to receive, but I think it's really important for you to face your finances because so many of you are like, I can't afford coaching. like That's not something that's possible for me. But if you actually took a look at your finances, like you're spending a uh, chunk of money on clothes every month a chunk of money on uber eats every month a chunk of money on drinking and going out and partying every month so it's like also like what are when you're spending that money like what's the energy behind it like are you lonely are you covering up an uncomfortable emotion like there's a lot of work to be done there and oftentimes like you know when we start to heal ourselves we're not spending money in the wrong energy and frequency anymore so then all of a sudden we just have a lot more
0: and I also think like there's a world where you can spend all the money that you want on clothes and in breeds as well. Like the and the other thing I want to say about this is like, I don't think that coaching necessarily directly results in return on investment that is equal to the amount that you spent on it in the time that you're in the container. Like I'm in a container right now that I have made my money back, but I've invested so much back into the business that it still is like It's not the kind of quote unquote money results I was hoping for immediately, but I wasn't paying for money to be deposited into my bank account in the like three or six month or one year container. I was paying to learn how to look at the resources that I have without being afraid of them and then use them to create something that would make me money and to process the emotional impact of like, what it feels like to take ownership of that in a real way and if i didn't do that i couldn't build the infrastructure for a seven-figure business like there would be a lot of gaps because i would be trying to like half-ass it my mindset would not be right i would be trying to like figure it out but spinning in thoughts that don't serve me and so like I'm very clear that nobody, quote unquote, needs a business coach in order to create the business of their dreams. And when utilized effectively, like the return on the investment pays you for your entire life. It saves you millions. It saves you tons of hours like it because it really puts you in the seat of your power to be like, okay, if I'm actually going to do this thing, what does it look like? What does it take? What am I thinking? How's that serving me? If it's not serving me, what would serve me instead? And like so many people out there are like, should I, shouldn't I? And like, I, we're not even speaking to them because we don't need to convince people to pass their objections. We're speaking to the people who are like, yeah, I'm done spinning. Like I'm done wondering, I'm done like thinking I can figure it out myself. Like this is taking me too long and it's harder, like. this will be worth more than you could ever spend on it, whether you stop getting Uber Eats for a few months or you like rack up a little bit of credit card debt because you didn't want to stop eating Uber Eats. Like both are fine. They're just like the number on the page and then you create your business. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I want to just add one more thing to this because it made me think of like my clients and how they think spending money, especially like to a let's just say four digits, five digits, like you're spending that on just yourself and they see it as like a selfish investment because that's like what we've been taught to think is like we can't spend like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on ourselves because that's just morally wrong. But what we find out is that like, this is like we said a million times, like the only way to change the world is to like, create these businesses or create these thought patterns, share these thoughts, like get out of our comfort zones. And we're impacting the people in our lives by leveling up, by changing our thoughts in order to make more opportunities for people. So the investment's not selfish. It's for everyone in your community. It's for everyone in your family. Like you're not just changing your life when you change, you're changing everybody you touch. Mm -hmm. Love that. Yeah. And what's the price of that? <laughs> totally. And, and it's so true because it's like, I'm thinking about other ways I've used coaching besides business coaching. Like I saw a polyamorous relationship coach for like six months in the last year. And like really taking ownership that my anxious attachment is about my own behaviors and needs. And so I'm like, sure, my partner does things that maybe trigger anxious attachment, but ultimately at the end of the day, like I'm responsible for my emotional response. I'm responsible for the relationships I choose to participate in. I'm the one like being in the situation. I'm the one ruining my own day. Like he's just like living his life and loving me. And I'm like, you know, a tornado. That's not to say like two people create a relationship when there are problems. Two people participate in the creation of problems, but Investing in that was an investment obviously in myself. It was an investment in healing something that I really wanted to go and work on. And I'm so chill now. Like I am like so chill and relaxed and that's so great for me, but it's also great for him. And it's also great for like the other people that he's seeing, and it's also great for like my friends that don't have to listen to me be insane, <laughs> spinning in my narrative anymore. Like, <laughs> yes, you are investing in yourself, but like, you we are we get to create conscious relationships from that. We get to create like better body. If you have better body image, not like I, I hated my body my whole twenties. Now, like, don't talk bad about your body in front of me because I will be like don't talk bad about your body in front of me. Like (laughs) that that kind of idea or thinking it's like spreads across our communities and across our world for sure. Any final thoughts that either of you want to share before I do the three questions that I ask all the guests on the show. Work with Kara. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love you. (laughs) That's all I have to say. Work with Kara. You'll find out. If not this then better. Oh <laughs> uh, I love you guys. Um and if people want to get in touch with you, find out about your services, obviously we link it in the show notes, but let them know so that they hear it too. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. It's Bonks underscore Corey. So B-O-N-K-Z underscore Corey. C-O-R-E-Y.
1: And you can find me on Instagram. I've officially given up on TikTok. I just feel too old for that shit. It's so emotional support, which
0: I tried with tick tech- TikTok too. And I was like, I can't even figure out. I tried to put this makes me sound so old. I can't believe we're having this conversation. <laughs> but I tried to give myself a profile picture, but I ended up making a post.
1: <laughs> yes, I've done that quite a few times. And I felt like my mom went on the Instagram, and I, we, I just you know I. I have the belief right now that my clients will find me organically out in society or they will find me on Instagram. And that's the belief that I'm choosing to hold on to. That's great. Like, I
0: don't, I'm not, my clients will find me the same way. I'm going to adopt yeah. that belief. I don't stand TikTok. People keep sending me TikToks and I open them in my browser like a grandma. I don't even, yeah. I don't, Anyways, I don't so- even, I don't even have one. I still haven't figured it out. So we're all in that. I think we're like the three unicorns of, of not using tiktok <laughs> and like old millennials it's so weird i don't want to end on this note so we're going to do the three questions that i like to ask <laughs> hey we're wise we're all we're why
1: and not yes The wise hot girls are not on TikTok apparently. They're on Instagram. Honestly, we should
0: start a TikTok that is at wise hot girls. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Witchy wise hot girls. (laughs) Join my next program. I I love it.
0: (laughs) Witchy wise hot girls. You get coached by the three of us. All right. So Erica, you already kind of alluded, but what's your sign? Everybody, tell everybody your sun, moon, rising. So I'm a Taurus sun, Aquarius moon, Taurus rising and Bianca. I have a Sagittarius sun, Aquarius moon and a Gemini rising. We love big Aquarian energy over here. It's my north note. Uh, what is your current pump up song? <laughs> this question always trips people up. They're always like, wait,
1: what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have a playlist. It's full of a lot of Dua Lipa, Mm. and let me tell you. Just side note, I saw Dua Lipa when she was like not that popular at all. She was playing at like one p.m. in New York on some festival there. I went at one p.m. There were like maybe fifty people in the audience, and I was like, "This girl's great, but she needs to learn to dance." And (laughs) now (laughs) you should have offered to coach her. Dua Lipa always gets to me, gets me going. Okay. Right.
0: We got one for Dua Lipa. What about you, Bianca? My song that I always return to that, like, I can't believe it's a hype up song because now that I'm saying it, it doesn't really sound like it, but Bad Intentions by Nikki Hilton. Always oh, made, I love her. Always, always, always hits for me. So I just go back to it every time I can. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard it. That's
1: a very sensual song. It's B. the best. I'll just scream it in my car and it just resets. <laughs> I love that song too, but when I'm about me. to make bad decisions, <laughs> I guess <laughs> it helps me accept my shadow self. <laughs> I'm not I love that.
0: I don't think we've done enough coaching on that <laughs> now that we're having a conversation. Yep. Um, and then, what are you reading right now? Ooh, The Gap and the Gain, recommended by
1: Natasha from our program. It's so good. What am I reading right now? I'm the person that has like four books going at the same time. I haven't picked up a book in quite a few days. I've really, because you know why, in my defense, I've really been honing in on podcasts lately. I've been doing a lot of traveling, so I've been on the road. So I haven't been able to hold like a tangible book in my hand. So I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Like this one, for example. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like this one, yeah. This
0: one exactly. Bianca, give a shout out for your podcast, A Coach's Diary. I recommend. We have a lot of good guests on there. And then Full Time Weirdos, which is the podcast from Cecily Saylor and Sarah Cook, who were in the last round of my business coaching program, which is not actively launching right now. But if you listen to this and you're like, wait, I need to be with the next group of Full Time Weirdos, uh, shoot me an email i'll add you to a waitlist that does not yet currently exist but i think it will now um i love you both so much i'm so grateful to have you in my community and in my life and i want to thank you both for sharing your magic with everyone today on business Witch. see you all next time